The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I have Sam Sorbo. And what we are going to be talking about is how to reduce COVID homeschooling stress for families. Sam is kind of becoming an expert on homeschooling. She's also a patriot and she's into freedom and, and medical freedoms and uh, personal rights. And uh, Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, uh, it's awesome having you on. So we have a lot to talk about. I know we're on a time schedule here, so I just kind of want to jump right into it. Um, so let's just start off with like, what have you noticed as far as um, the stress that children and parents are dealing with, and, and maybe even some of the teachers that you're dealing with? What, 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 are, what are you seeing as the big problems with how they're going about with homeschooling right now and online studies? Oh my God. That's going to take three hours right there. <laughs> <laughs> so just to put it, um, to, to try to simplify it, uh, COVID turned us into a nation of homeschoolers, what I call accidental homeschoolers. And uh, the, the problem with that is that I'm, I'm talking to parents who think that they've homeschooled and they didn't like it, uh, but they didn't like it because they were forced into it in um, under adverse conditions. And it was like a huge surprise and they didn't have anything prepared. And they just, they, they were kind of left out in the lurch basically by the schools who were, you know, to, to, in their defense, they were trying to get stuff done. They were trying to figure stuff out and they have no um, experience with going online and doing stuff online. And the teachers had no experience with doing stuff online. In fact, I talked to a gal who started an academy uh, several years ago and also started doing online as well for her curriculum. And I asked her about sort of hybridizing that model. And she said, it's, it's virtually impossible to have a class that is both in-person and in part online or virtual. Um, and she put her best teacher on it and they tried it. And it, it was not successful because it's basically two different beasts. So you can't just say to the schools, hey, throw everything online now because that's what we're going to do from now on or that's what we're going to do for the next five weeks or what have you. So everybody... Who was, who was at that point in public school and even in private school back then in, in March, say, um, they were really just, just, just thrown to the wind in a sense. Um, and so they found themselves accidentally homeschooling. Now fast forward and they're going, that was a bad experience. Well, no wonder it was a bad experience. So the first thing I say is cut yourself some slack, but don't think that you have now tried homeschooling and you didn't like it because that is not what homeschooling is. Homeschooling is simply the, the effort of, of taking things into your own hands so that you can personally guide the personal growth and the educational growth of your child and inspire them to be the best person that they can be. Rather than putting them on a treadmill and making them a victim of a system that serves 
to fit everybody into one size. Uh, when you take it on yourself, yeah, there's a lot of stress that goes with that, but the stress that's generated is a result of our education bureaucracy basically pounding into us our entire lives just how incapable we are. So when parents say to me, oh, I, I can't homeschool, I, I don't even know where to start. I, I wouldn't know anything, not even the first thing about it. I say, well, that's because you were taught that you can't. Your entire life, your entire school career was geared to teach you what you can't do, which is basically everything that wasn't actually covered in school. And yet you've already put the lie to that because Tim, you'd never done a podcast before. You certainly didn't go to school to do a podcast. And yet here you are with a successful podcast and you're doing it because you figured out how to teach yourself how to do it, or you figured out how to go learn how to do it. Right. Because I was excited about it. And that's the thing that's missing in school is they, they teach you to respect authority, which is good in a lot of cases, but depends on who that authority is. And the second thing is you get rewarded for memorizing shit. That's the problem. And what are they, what are they giving you to memorize? Now, don't get me wrong. You need to learn how to write. You need to learn how to read. I wish I would have taken more typing classes when I was in high school and stuff. So I could type faster because that is a very good skill, but there's really, they're not teaching children about how to have a successful relationship. It's probably one of the most important things they could possibly do. In fact, starting with that relationship with self, they're not teaching kids about gut health and what, you know, they're, they've got Coca-Cola dispensary machines and, and McDonald's and Taco Bell are in this high schools and in, in the middle schools. So, you know, it's kind of really a, a broken system, but anyway, back to the homeschooling, uh, just keep going. Cause this is really good stuff that you're sharing. Here. Well, I don't disagree with you. It is a broken system. And the proof of that is, you know, the schools tell us that they're all about college prep and career readiness. Well, career readiness, we've got so many kids graduating college in severe debt who can't get a job. So mm-hmm. career readiness, let's just throw that out the window. They're not career ready. They're mm-hmm. not even job ready basically. And then, so you go back to, uh, it's all about college prep. Why? Why does everybody have to go to college? Yes, it is a, it's a pathway for some people to find success. Yeah. But it shouldn't, it shouldn't be the be all and end all. And so now I've taken to asking kids not where they're going to college, but whether they're going to college and why. Why are you going to college? If you're on a career path that, that requires you to have these courses and to pay, you know, to pay for those. Because a lot of the stuff you can learn online now, you don't even have to go and take the course. You know, let let me back up a minute. Did you know that you don't have to graduate high school to go to college? I was not aware of that. Did you know you don't have to graduate college to go to med school? You just have to pass the the MCATs. (laughs) And my goodness, if you don't go to college, but you pass the MCATs, I think any med school worth their salt would want you because they'd be like, wow, this person's really bright. They didn't even mm-hmm. go to school to learn the stuff that they know. Yeah. So uh, so we have to start thinking outside the box. And the reason that I say that is because we all grew up inside the box. And if you want your kids to be inside the box thinkers with a ceiling over their heads, send them in the in- into the institutions. Yeah. Bury and, them in debt and bury them into you know, um, thinking that's like, it's literally anti-American thinking. It's anti, anti-American culture thinking. And, um, it's not following, they don't get, like I said, they don't get to follow their highest excitement. I have to say something because you brought up earlier about them. Like, you know, they, they force us to basically 
learn whatever they want to teach us. Right. Which in a lot of cases, like my youngest son, he's like, for the most part, I hate school, dad. He's like, cause it's not fun. He's doing boring stuff that has no interest. So what is he interested in? He's interested in singing. He's interested in guitar. He's interested in building a business and he's 18. That's what he's interested in. So that's what he needs to be doing. And I watched a guy down in California, Billy Jean marketing, and this guy self-made millionaire through marketing. And he, and he was these people from college and saying, okay, we're going to sell this product. Show us what you would tell us to do. And they would come out and they would, they would do what they learned in college or whatever. And um, the whole team was just laughing at them. They're like, where did you get this information? Well, it was college. And they just spent, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, five years of their life. They come out and the marketing that they learned was garbage, won't work. It's so far behind because marketing, especially in social media today and online is changing every three months, six months. You have to, they're, they're so far behind. I think all they have is like you said, a ton of debt, no knowledge on real knowledge of what's really actually working today. And then one guy came up with a plan and they were like, Hey, this is actually pretty good. Where'd you learn that? And he said, well, I took a course that he paid for outside of college for marketing. And that's where he got the information. He didn't get it from the school. Right. And again, I'm not saying that like, if you need to, if you wanted to become a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer, you have to go through those normal channels. I kind of, maybe you probably could to get the legal, you know, certifications and stuff. But, but for most people, what I found is like, it's a big waste of money and um, all you're doing is partying. And, you know, the, probably the best part of college is the, is the, the relationships that you get out of the deal. I know? had somebody say to me that he saw college. He wanted his daughter to go to college because he thought of college as like a halfway house to real life. And I just looked at him and I said, my kids don't need a halfway house to real life. You know, where, where in school does it teach a child how to balance a checkbook? Mm-hmm. But, but then again, why would we expect the government to teach our children how to balance checkbooks? The government yeah. can't, cha- can't balance its own checkbook. Yeah. And by the way, um, why are they teaching socialism in our schools? Because the government seeks to expand itself. The government is intrinsically just by virtue of being the government. It's socialistic in nature. And so we've put the government in charge of teaching the citizens civics, but you won't find civics in the classroom anymore because the government has a conflict of interest there. And so the government isn't interested in teaching the citizens of this country that the power resides in in each individual citizen because the government wants you to think that the power resides in Washington, D.C. Yep. 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 That's definitely true. Okay. So um, I wanted to chat a little bit about um, when we were talking about homeschooling, obviously we've got, you know, um, the school system itself is broken. We've chatted about that a little bit, but here we are, we're in, you know, the COVID age. Um, Everybody's freaked out because of mainstream media and Hollywood and, and a lot of the government folks are, are telling us that this thing's terrible. And by the way, you know, I just saw that there was a, this is great news, right? 98% drop in the flu. Isn't that awesome? Well, where, how did that happen? Oh, and then people are online. Well, hey, dummy, don't you know it's because we're washing our hands and we're social distancing and we're wearing masks and that's why it's down. Well, how come then the COVID's spiking, but the flu's going down? Other respiratory diseases, yeah, bronchitis are going time down. There's a, every time there's a flu season, no one thinks, well, gee, if I don't want to get the flu, should I just wash my hands and tell people to stay clear of me if they're sick? And nobody thinks of that. But with COVID, we did. So thank goodness. Yeah. 
Ridiculous. Well, it, you know what's happening is that the flu people are getting the flu are getting marked down as COVID. I mean, it's it's as obviously as it's it's like calling the sky blue, and then people are thinking well, you're crazy. Here's the thing: if I give you thirty nine thousand dollars for marking somebody COVID instead of influenza, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, as a you're hospital, you're 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 gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna mark them down as COVID, and you're gonna put them on a ventilator to get that money. That's what you're gonna do. And I had nurse Erin Olcheski. She was the undercover episode, epicenter yeah. nurse on my show not too long ago. And she exposed all this stuff. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, basically the, the culling or the, the murdering that that was going on at the Elmhurst hospital. Like she saw people come in without COVID. Like this one guy was in his thirties and then she comes in the next day. And all of a sudden he's on like eight drips of fentanyl and all kinds of other stuff drugged out of his mind. And, and they ventilated, put him on a ventilator and he died. He yeah. died. So he was like, she's like, he didn't have COVID. He didn't even have a problem. He was just, he had tremendous amounts of anxiety because he had been watching the news 24 seven and freaking out. Yeah. yeah. Scary, scary yeah. stuff. But the, but the hospital got $39,000 for his death. So we were going to talk about some of the stresses that, that uh, families are going through now because of the, the changes that have happened in the school system. And I'll, I'll tell you my point of view on this is that this has really been a blessing on families to encourage them to think about uh, home education um, differently than they had before. And to sort of put them to the test, I have a, I have a friend who's, um, whose son is immunocompromised and they're making everybody wear masks and um, go to school uh, and you have to go to, they, the, her school was offering the choice of staying home, but there was only uh, her son, I think, who was the only one who was going to choose to stay home, which singles the child out now and causes all kinds of uh, social issues for the kids and stuff. And so I'm just encouraging parents really consider maybe home educate. And the reason I say that is because we don't, we don't know what education is anymore. The reason that your son said, dad, I hate school is because school is geared to make you hate learning. Yeah. It just is. And that I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to lay blame anywhere because it's, irrelevant frankly it is what it is when i got done with high school and college i'm like i don't want to study anything again in my life because right. it was so freaking boring studying stuff that i could care less about i mean the pythagorean theorem how am i going to use that you know oh don't don't <laughs> don't don't go after the pythagorean theorem i'm a mathematician <laughs> i love that stuff we talked okay. about this with somebody yesterday but i said there's mathematicians out there and there's people that need to build bridges and thank god but that's what excites you and that's right. great but it doesn't excite me at all, I don't care. Just and I have a bunch of stuff that'll excite me that you probably don't care about at all. But that's it, it, how it makes the world go around. And and frankly, here's the thing: you, we are born innately curious. That's how God created us. We we are curious people. Children, we know children are just terribly curious. Why are they no longer curious when they grow up? And it's something that we've just accepted kind of by rote. Um, that when you become adult, you're no longer curious. But that's ridiculous. The reason that we grow out of our curiosity is because it's beaten out of us by the school system that forces us to sit at desks. It's the worst thing you can do to little boys is make them sit at, at a desk all day. And now with COVID, little boys are being forced to literally stay in place all day. Yeah. And they, they don't even get out for lunch. They don't get out for going in the going out to the to recess or whatever. So my point is, give this some thought. Think twice about sending your child back into that environment. 
Now, if that stresses you and you say, well, I, I couldn't take that on, I'm here to tell you, you can. It's easier than you think to home educate when you step outside the box and you say, you know, all of that stuff that was drilled into me that made me hate learning, maybe that's not all necessary. Maybe my job is to, is to try to make learning fun for my children, is to talk to them not about memorizing dates and, and places and facts about history, but to talk to them about the story of the history and make it, I hated history in school. So I'm, I'm picking on that because mm-hmm. I hated it. Now I love it because it's the story of us. It's the story of who we are, where we came from. And it can give us, it can give us information as to how we're going. And, you know, the school isn't interested in teaching us history because they want to erase the past. You've got Black Lives Matters that's trying to erase the past, right? They're tearing down statues. Why would they be tearing down statues? So that you don't remember that Abraham Lincoln fought to free the slaves. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy what is allowed in schools today. I saw, you know, a long time ago, they're, they're having these like, and no offense to anybody, but I mean, like we have little preschoolers, they don't need a six foot five cross dresser coming in and reading story time to them and telling that they can pick their gender. You know, they're like five, right? They shouldn't be talking about that. You don't even, you know, they're not even talking about the birds and the bees. I mean, Santa Claus is still flying around, right? So well, let, let them be they, kids. Yes, they are prematurely sexualizing children. That has to do with human trafficking. I don't know if you saw, but early this morning, there was a big raid. They caught 45 human traffickers in a great big uh, ring bust. That's great. Um, the president, I, I've never seen so much activity against human trafficking. It seems like this president really has um, you know, a, a, a mission in life to, to stop human trafficking. Of course, China is one of the greatest offenders of that. Uh, China is known to harvest organs from living human beings. Yeah, um, Falun Gong. Right? The people that they yeah. consider disposable, or perhaps the word might be deplorable. I'm not sure. Uh, and so uh, the so going back to what they teach our kids in school, you know, Planned Parenthood is in the schools. And why would that be? Well, let's just step through this for a moment. If you can convince a young woman that she wants to have sex, convince her that she ought to have sex, that it's only natural and that there's no point in resisting it because she's going to have sex eventually. And by the way, that's the argument that pedophiles give, right? Why not have sex with a six-year-old? They're going to have sex eventually. And plus they like it. And, you know, I mean, I'm not going to make that argument, obviously, but my point is that if you can over-sexualize a young woman who is already irresponsible, teenagers are irresponsible and she gets knocked up and that's an issue, obviously. And Planned Parenthood can convince her that she will get an abortion and never have to think about it again. And that is the lie that they tell these young women, right? You'll never have to think about it again. Uh, where, where the proof is actually that you think about nothing else for the rest of your life um, for, mo- for most young women, um, most of them anyway, uh, you, you have a client for life. Because that is, a, that is a step, that is an act that is very difficult to walk back from. Yeah, it's really scary. I've talked to, a, a, on our coaching program, I've talked to a lot of women um, in the past. And, you know, I'm doing, people come to us because they want to improve their health. They want to improve their gut health. And we end up right. coaching them around their whole life and emotions and all this past traumas and stuff anyway. But a lot of them are on birth control pills. 
And if you have health issues, the first thing we got to do is we got to get you off that birth control pill. You are messing around with nature. You're messing up your natural and hormonal imbalance. You're taking these uh, day after pills, whatever they're called. These things are toxic chemicals that are going to go in and destroy your immune system and possibly destroy your ability to reproduce or reproduce properly in the future. And they're just like, boom, boom. Oh, it's no big deal. Just, you know, having sex. And like you said, I think the, the girls, it's like, man, you got to really shore up on that and, and realize that that is a, something that's very virtuous and it's something that you should hold and, and keep in a safe spot for the person that you actually want. You really want to spend your time with for the rest of your life, because it's just, it's, 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 it's not, it's not good emotionally. And I can guarantee you from a health standpoint, as a health coach, it's not good for you physically. It's not good for your immune system. And it's, right. and, and, and emotionally, if your emotions are down and you're feeling bad about, oh man, I, you know, I wiped out a child or two or three or four or five, um, that's going to create a low frequency and that's going to lower your immune system as well. So anyway, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, um, I want to get more into, um, some, what we talked about with informed consent at school and how that's been changing rapidly over the last, um, two, three, four years. And we'll get back into that when we return in just a moment. When I wake up in the morning, I ask myself, how am I going to nourish myself today? That's where Green 85 has made that an easy task. Packed full with nutrient-dense quality ingredients, it ensures me that I'm starting my day off right. Green 85. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Sam Sorbo. We're talking everything about homeschooling and stress for families during this COVID age. So we want, I wanted to jump into informed consent because this is, might be one of the biggest alarming, glaring reasons why you would want to homeschool and not look at homeschool as like a burden because you don't know what's going on, but looking at it as an opportunity to um, basically possibly save your child's life in more ways than one. So Sam, what do you know about um, informed consent um, as far as the vaccines goes and what have you seen happen in the landscape in just the past year or two? Well, what we've seen happen it, just in the past, let's let's take the decade approach, right? Different schools behave differently, but the general trend now is to is that the and it's so funny because it's it's so wrong. The school takes the approach that they are in charge of the child from when the child crosses the threshold in the morning until the child leaves the school, and that they can do anything with that child without the parents could that they, they, they block the parents out. The school convinces the, the parent that they're going to teach the child that they're in charge and they're teaching the child. Mm-hmm. And, and yet they, they fail to do that. And so every time the parents have sued the school system for, you know, failing to teach their child to read, in every court case, the judge has ruled in favor of the schools. It is not the school's responsibility to teach the child. It's still the parents. Did you know that? It's, it's remarkable. And yet there's this weird sleight of hand. It's really a shell game. Uh, and so because the school is telling the parents, hey, we're in charge, they're actually believing it now. 
And so they will take a young woman to go have an abortion without informing the parents. They will implant uh, birth control into the arm of the girl without medical supervision, like the school nurses are doing this. And in fact, there was a recent story about a girl who had the implant and it got infected because it was uh, it was done wrong. Mm. And in order to get it removed, they needed the father's consent. But they didn't need the consent of the parent to, to put it in. And now with COVID and the vaccine, I really caution. I, I got to tell you, if my kids were younger, they're older now and they're very savvy. My children are very savvy. I've spoken, I've, I talk with them every day about politics. They're very, very up on everything that's happening. Um, if they how, were younger, how old are they? Uh, 15, 16, and 19. Okay. If they were younger, I wouldn't let them out of my sight. Yeah. Not into an environment that is pro-government, pro-socialism, um, anti-individual, because that's what socialism is. It's anti-individual. Let me let we we make no bones about this. Okay. They can say that they're for the, the little person all they want. They're not. They're for a dictatorship by a cons- consortium. Okay. The 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 socialists are for a dictatorship where they get to dictate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, they are not for the individual. Right now, we're very we're very blessed. We have a president who is for the individual and for the freedom of the individual, and so we're very lucky there. I, I you know, uh, for other reasons, of course, I wouldn't put my children in school. But if I were of the mindset that my kids could go to school because I could unindoctrinate them when they came home from school, which is laughable. Um, I wouldn't be sending them to school anyway because I'd be afraid that they would, you know, they're they're doing human trials with their vaccines right now. And frankly, they did that with, um, was it this, uh, now I'm getting it confused. I think it was the swine flu in the 70s. And there's a 60 Minutes report. You won't see reports like this today, but back in the day when they were still journalists, mm-hmm. 60 Minutes did a whole report on the fact that this, <clears throat> this flu vaccine came down um, and that the government touted how, how fabulous it was and how it was going to save everybody. And yet it caused deep neurological damage, severe neurological damage to many people that they knew about, but they buried and just said, well, everybody should get it anyway. Yeah. Because it's percentages. Um, they're like, oh, well, a certain percentage of people are going to get hurt, but we have to do the the, you know, the good of the masses. I mean, the reality is it's good. Right. It's good for their pocketbooks. Um, why, why on earth would they pass a vaccine act? And was it 1986, 1987 that says you cannot sue a vaccine company. So if there's, if oh, they're, yeah. if their vaccines are so safe, then why is there a law? Why did their lobbyists pay to get a law written so that we can't sue them? Now we have to take them to vaccine court. And then you and I, the taxpayer, when these moms and dads come in and their children are dead or maimed, or they have, uh, your husband died or wife died because of these shots. Um, then you sue the vaccine court, which is us. Yep. So then we pay out of our taxpayer dollars money to them, and then they have gag orders, and they can't say anything to anybody about what really we're doing ourselves. Yeah. What really can't? So it's just keep the thing going. So like, okay, we're going to make a trillion dollars on this vaccine, but and we're going to have to pay out, you know, seven billion in in damages through these, you know, or whatever. Um, that's a good business. I, right. I, but there's, and, and, there's, 
I'm hearing these ads that, hey, so many people have offered to try the vaccine for free. You can also be somebody who's who wants to try the vaccine. Sign up here. And I'm going, what kind of dope would be stupid enough to do that? Yeah, use my body as a as a punch. I mean, as it's a crazy. It's crazy. I, it is what crazy, they're doing. especially because it's criminal. The, the sales technique for the vaccine is so many people die. This disease seems to be. According to the CDC, I don't know where else to get the stats, but according to the CDC, it's it's no more dangerous than the flu. But they told us that it was going to kill 2.2 million people. Yeah. Well, so they're also they believe the, anything they said at this point. Yeah, they're also very they're very deceptive, very deceptive on 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 many fronts as far as testing goes and You're quite false. understated, Tim. What's that? You're quite understated. <laughs> it's it's bad it's really bad so it's so you know i'm i was bringing up informed consent about vaccines because you know what it was what i heard in california a while back and they they tried to force this down our throats here in oregon and we pushed back on it but they're still coming is that they want to have it's forced vaccinations on your children otherwise your children can't attend public school like the public school is the end all be all and then what i'm hearing now is that if the student actually crosses the threshold and goes into the school that's now by law considered in some places informed consent so if your child just goes oh. to school you they can get shots and then you just told me something else i wasn't even thinking of they can be administered a birth control um they could be given um an abortion and the parents wouldn't even know about it. And I guarantee you, if you're 15 or 16 and that happened and like, you probably don't want your parents to know about it because you're scared, you know? Right. So, right. So, in, and by the way, they're very wily. It's not like, oh, you want birth control because you're going to go have sex. It's like, hey, come on. Everybody else is getting it. And that way, you know, you don't have to have sex. But if you want to, because who knows, you might go to a party. Something might happen. Maybe a boy likes you. I mean, they go through this whole thing. And so they, they coerce. They convince the young woman that this is something that and it, it can't hurt. It's just a, it's an insurance policy. Come on. They sell them on it. So when you're talking about the informed consent, that, that basically the idea is that if you now send your child to school, you are consenting. That's been around for ages. They just didn't have a name for it. They didn't put a name on it. They're doing it now so that they can claim we told you so, mm-hmm. because then you won't be able to sue even in vaccine court. Well, you put your dropped a kid off at school. Everybody knows that that's basically that's informed consent. You gave your consent when you dropped your kid off at school. And I don't like the fact that they think that they're holding you hostage because they're going to, quote, educate your child, which is not what they're doing. Hmm. The other thing that I want to bring up just quickly because I'm really enjoying this chat, uh, is that if you think that the education system is getting the job done, it's not. The evidence is all around you. And if you want your child to have half a chance to succeed, please understand they're not up to date. So when Tim was talking about how uh, the one kid who had the proper way of, of the sales technique or whatever, learned it from a different class that he didn't get in school, Right. That's correct. If your child wants to go into computers, I don't know if college is the best place. Maybe YouTube would be a better place for him, uh, depending on you know where and what he wants to do. Uh, now, I- employers are hiring kids who didn't go to college 
because they want people who are problem solvers. And in college, you don't learn how to solve problems. You learn you you only learn how to solve the problems that you are given for which there is the solution. Yeah. You're not actually given sort of that opportunity, which is sort of in proof of, of what Tim was saying before about the marketing people. Yeah. I've got a personal friend of mine who's, he just turned 30. And for the last 10 years, um, I mean, he graduated high school, but he had a rough childhood. He was um, uh, abused as a child. His mother was a drug addict. Uh, many men came over and sexually abused him. She fed him terrible foods and he got into foster care, some more abuse there. Finally got a good uh, Christian foster care parents big family and they took good care of him for the last few years, graduates high school. And then he actually, um, uh, funny story. He, uh, was really good at computers and he broke into the school lunch program and he was given free lunches to all of his friends and they finally figured it out and they called and said, Hey, look here, we're going to either, uh, you know, we're going to expel you or you got to tell us, how did you do this? So we, and, and then he showed him and then they, they, they let him stay because he showed him what they did. So anyway, he goes on for the rest of his life and he's trying to make money online. He's trying and he every time he makes a little bit of money, he put it back into ads and kept trying and trying and trying. And he was just struggling. And I remember a couple of years ago, he called me up. He's like, Hey man, I got to, I need to borrow a couple hundred dollars to pay rent, you know, cause he spent it on ads trying to learn and taking free courses and hacking the internet courses and taking courses and just kept trying stuff. And then all of a sudden, boom, he hit and um, this this little widget he was selling, he made $750,000 in six months. And then that he was able to take some money, invest it into a life training course with somebody that was actually kicking butt. He comes back from that and he's like, dude, they're all making money selling leads and selling these digital programs. And so he starts to build out his own digital program. And now he makes about thirty to $50,000 a day. And you know, he, he, why, how did he do that? He became a problem solver. He just kept, every time a problem got in front of his head, he Googled it, he YouTubed it, he figured it out. He called people, he built up a sphere of influence. Now he's what's called a full stack operator. He can build a website, he can build a sales funnel, he can do all the the technical stuff behind the scenes. And if he can't, he just outsources it. Let me build that out a little bit, if you don't mind, because um, this is crucial to understand. We need problem solvers, okay? Um, so, So I'll tell the caveman story. So two cavemen go out. Um, they don't know each other and they meet up in the middle of the tundra and the one is a spear guy he makes the most the straightest and and most versatile spears and um it, it, they're phenomenal the other guy makes baskets his baskets are so tightly woven that they hold water and these two men look at each other and grunt some stuff and they decide because the basket maker he he makes baskets that's what he knows how to do but he's never seen a spear like that and the mm-hmm. spear chucker he's looking and going that's the best basket i've ever seen i want one so they trade so think about this who goes away wealthier and i'll tell you they're both wealthier that's the magic of wealth creation it's created in the exchange okay what we're doing with our kids today in education is we're teaching them all the stuff that we know, but not teaching them to think. We're just teaching them what to think. We're not showing them how. Memorize stuff. And your friend, now I don't go into memorize stuff because young kids memorize, that's what they're good at and they should be memorizing stuff. But older kids and adults, we struggle with memorization because the time for memorizing things is when you're younger, basically. Mm -hmm. My point is, 
that we are looking for the exchange. If you don't bring anything to the party, you can't go home wealthier. But if you do bring the stuff that you're generating, you can trade it with other people. And that's what we did in the United States. When we formed the United States and we formed our patent laws, we protected the intellectual property of people, of individuals, not conglomerates, but individuals. And so those people were unafraid to share because they could still own it, but they could share it. And you saw the greatest leap in prosperity that the world has ever seen and likely ever will because of the freedoms that we have here and the protection that we have for our ideas. Now, what are we seeing? We're seeing China steal all of our intellectual property and our technical property. Um, and, and they're not actually advancing. They're just reproducing it all. And, and we are going to stagnate if we allow this to continue. We need to hold on to that. That's why Trump, when he was first running, he said, we got to take care of things with China. They're getting away with a whole bunch of stuff. We want everybody to be able to advance. I have, a, I have an iPhone now that's an incredible tool. This thing does things that I never dreamed it could do. I never dreamed that I would have this much wealth in the palm of my hand. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's because of the United States of America. There isn't another country that does those things. People are still beating down their doors and, and jumping in rafts and going across the oceans to come here. So it must not be that bad, even with all, <laughs> all the stuff going on that is portrayed on the media and with some of these jackasses running around burning things down, you know, it's still the place to be. Yeah. So as far as um, back to back to homeschooling, so informed consent, we've got, you know, not only with um, vaccines and, um, you know, child um, you got um, abortions that can happen at school and the parents can't even know about it. Um, your kids can be injected with toxic birth control um, devices and pills. Um, they're really delegitimizing um, the, the sanctity of life. Um, boring curriculums that kids, they're basically well, useless when they come they're out. Teaching, they're teaching children that children are, that, that human beings are an accident of nature which means that we have no value, okay? Yeah. They're teaching yeah. us that um, survival of the fittest, Darwinianism and survival of the fittest is the law of the land. Now, let me ask you something. If that's true, then what's wrong with what the rioters and the looters are doing? Because personal property doesn't matter at that point because personal lives don't matter. So, so there's nothing wrong with what the rioters are looting. You know, the, the kids who, who shot up Columbine, one of them was wearing a Darwin t-shirt because they saw no value in human life. Well, the other thing I've seen on a lot of these shootings, if you if you dig and over and well over like ninety percent of the times that I've checked it out, they're on pharmaceutical drugs. The shooters yeah. are always on pharmaceutical drugs, and they're missing that point. Nobody's talking about that because it gets buried. It's it's all gone. But it's like well, but and there was multiple system. multiple warnings on this stuff. You know. Oh yes, in fact, multiple warnings. They just changed one of the drugs that they give kids for um, like asthma problems mm -hmm. and they just put a skull and crossbones on it because it causes psychotic breaks. So, um, but, but getting back to, to boys, particularly in schools, the school system is geared for girls. Girls like to sit and color and sit quietly. Boys are rambunctious. They need to get out. They need to run around. That's why 
ADD is, is actually helped by sending the child outside to be in nature. And they don't quite understand why it's helped, but it is helped. Um, but the school system's solution to a rambunctious boy is drug him. Yeah, they put him on Ritalin, which is cocaine. So, and there's um, over a million uh, children that are on cocaine or Ritalin because they have eighty. I guarantee you, I would have been ADDDDDDDDD when I was <laughs> when I when I was growing up, and I would have been. They would have been, you know, I'd have been snorting cocaine in the bathrooms to calm myself down. Probably, okay. I don't know, right? But and I'm um, thank God uh, wasn't like that when I was growing up. But now they yeah. just the parents don't want to deal with it. I'm busy. I got my life. Just send them off to school. I got to take care of it. Put them on drug. Calm them down. Give them a, a computer screen. You know, don't we're still so focused on we're so <laughs> focused on how'd you do on the test. The kids today are learning. They're not learning the material. They're learning what's on the test. That's why the question is, will that be on the test? That's not learning. That's regurgitating. Yeah. So let me just say my book, They're Your Kids. Um, it's an inspirational journey from self-doubt at a homeschool advocate. I never, ever imagined that I would be a homeschooler. And then I, I thought, you know, I have to try it because the school is really not doing the, the job well. And I, I'd love to say that I, that I went, I became a homeschooler and I le- never looked back. That's not true. That story's in my book, what I did. And I turned around and I put my kids back in school. And then I was convinced actually after the second time, wow, I really have to homeschool. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You just step up to the plate and you get it done. And the greatest thing is that you have a much healthier relationship with your children. Because the other thing that we haven't talked about is the moment that you drop your child off at school, you know, little Jimmy's going to kindergarten for the first day. Don't don't misunderstand. You are actually telling that child tacitly, but you're telling that child, I'm no longer capable. They're in charge now. Okay. The child comes home and says, mommy, you have to sign this. Teacher says you have to sign this. Okay. Give it to me. I'll sign it. You just, what your authority was just undermined because you just showed Johnny or Jimmy or whatever name I said Mm -hmm. that you are under the authority of the school. Now when the school tells the child, And basically any teacher that's in the school, right? Because he associates everybody who's in the school with authority over my parent. If they tell him anything that disagrees with you, you lose, okay? So when your teenager, when you tell your teenager, hey, this is the way things are and you get this, oh, please, mom, what do you know? Don't be surprised. That child has been learning since day one that you are not the authority and that you have no, and basically that you're, you have very limited relevance. Okay. Yeah. And they have so, more, it's bottom line. It's just, if they have more time with them, you're, you're releasing eight hours a day for them to go off and be programmed longer than when you're home. And then what do you get at home? There's a little bit there come home, maybe right, there's but schoolwork. Also, but, but don't, don't underestimate the fact that you've approved that message. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, you you so sent them you off. You're approved, the one that's in charge of put them there. When you disapprove that message, you no longer have the authority to disapprove whatever that message might be yeah. because you've told the kid, no, trust that person. So when that person says that you're a liar, you're a liar. Like you don't know. So this is why homeschooling is so powerful because we we just talked about like, again, informed consent for vaccines. They're going to vaccine vaccinate your children. They're going to give your children okay. birth control. They're going to um, do abortions with your children without your knowledge. The curriculums are boring for the most part. Um, they are very liberal. Question their their gender. 
Yep, they're going to start questioning their gender and make them think that they're they're very liberal minded. Um, they're anti-American. That's what schools are today. Not all the teachers. Um, and the school lunches, the school lunches suck. The school lunches absolutely suck. They're very detrimental. And a lot of these schools have bad pipes and mold and and they've got uh, lead in the pipes and they got all kinds of stuff. Sure. So there is a lot of reasons why today that you would want to homeschool. And I can tell Sam, like you said, you did it and then you got out of it and then you did it again. And now you're convinced and now you've taken on this whole big approach on why homeschooling is good. And it's like, I don't think there's any other way now with what's going on. So we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to get into some of your tips to empower parents um, through homeschooling so that they can feel good about this and not be freaked out and, and curriculums and what do I do next? And so let's just, let's demystify all that. We'll be right back. You want the absolute best for yourself, and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green 85. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical-free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line, Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, ready? Okay, Health Heroes, Tim James here. I'm back with Sam Sorbo. We're talking about everything homeschooling through the COVID disaster. Oh man. So we just talked about a whole bunch of cool stuff. Now let's get into, you know, we talked about all the problems and it's, it's deep. I mean, it's deep. There's so many things going on with, with children in school today that are just, um, it's just, it's not a, it's not a healthy place for them. So maybe this COVID thing is a good thing in this respect, because it brought the kids home and it's giving some of these parents a, an opportunity to learn that yes, they can homeschool their kids and they can learn what they need to. And they're actually going to learn better. They're going to be indoctrinated less and they're sure as hell going to be a lot healthier. So Sam, what are some of your tips to empower parents through homeschooling or tools that you use? Also, before I get into that, I do want to point out your relationship with your children will be drastically improved because when you are the source of authority, when you are the person who's in charge, uh, you just have a much easier time with them. And their relationship to each other, if you have more than one child, will be improved because the, the schools teach ageism. And so your older child sort of lords it over the younger one and bosses him around and, oh, that's a you know, hassle. Uh, no, you, you can actually mitigate a lot of those issues. Um, also, just by being a parent, because when you send your child away from you for eight hours a day, you slack on the parenting. It's normal. It's natural. Um, when you're there and you're the person who's in charge and you have to put up with whatever you're putting up with for, you know, that, that much more time, you're more likely to jump in and take care of business when you need to. And so you'll just, you, you just will have a better relationship with your child. And I go into all of that in my book, They're Your Kids. I also, when COVID hit, I started doing uh, videos every day. Um, so I just short videos with tips about home education and just trying to enlighten people what, what it's about and, and the, the approach that they need to be taking. So please do not try number one tip, please do not try to replicate what the schools do at home. The schools really aren't getting the job done. 
So why would you want to copy that? Okay. So it's, I know it's a very difficult thing. It took me years and I'm trying to shortcut it for people because boom, we're, we're here. Uh, and, and there's, they're caught. They're like a deer caught in the headlights because it's all new. Um, but the schools aren't getting it done. So we really need to rethink our very definition of education. Okay. Because right now the schools are busy schooling. They're not educating, they're schooling. So if you take a step back and you say, okay, I'm going to educate my child. What does my child need to know? Well, the basics, get a, get a math, uh, get a, get a, um, a math workbook uh, for younger kids. I'm talking about younger kids now. Start them in a math workbook, teach them about numbers, teach them how fun numbers are and let them go to town. And don't, I, I'm, don't try to replicate what the school does. Just try to get them on a schedule. Schedules are good, especially for young kids. They, they need to know this is what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Then that comes. Uh, so you do try to put them on a schedule. I used to start my day every morning at nine. That was just my thing. I wanted to feel like we were getting the day started and dressed, no pajamas. Uh, but that was for me. For you, it might look a little bit different. Um, so you get a math workbook and then you get a, a grammar text and you talk about the English language. Um, I don't know if you remember, but in, in um, school, I, I think grammar was taught in like fifth grade. Why wait till fifth grade to teach children that language has a logic to it? In fact, everything has a logic to it. But I was, you know, educated to think that language was like the most ridiculous. You could just put anything together in any order and, um, and it, it, it might not make sense, but it, it certainly worked because English is just this silly, this silly construct kind of a thing. Whereas math appealed to me because it was logical. Two mm. plus two is four. It's never, it's never not four. It's always four. And I could rely on it. Now, of course, I'm a writer because I discovered that language has logic. Language is logic. In fact, in the beginning was what? Not the math problem was the word. Words have power. Mm. Um, and uh, so, so, so tip number one, don't, try to replicate the school at home. And tip number two, discover what your child is interested in. So for young kids, just give them basic stuff and, and, and then try to figure out what they're interested in. If they like snakes, take them to the library and get a bunch of library books on snakes or go online and find books online on snakes or order books on snakes and encourage them to explore the things that they're curious about because everything is a learning experience. And when you start home educating, you start to realize everything's a learning experience. Teach your children to open the door for people. Teach them what a bank is for. Take them into the bank. Not right now because you have to wear masks everywhere. Well, it depends on where you live. <laughs> um, but expose them to your life. Teach them what you do. They want to emulate an adult. They want to see what adults do. And you'll see that they play. They, they make believe. And they don't play um, by by doing exactly what you do they imitate the doings that you have it's kind of like a, a mama bear and a baby bear right right the, so, and the, the mama bear doesn't send the baby bear off to the pack of wolves to get educated <laughs> that's brilliant that's a brilliant she, analogy she raises her cub. Baby bears to the wolves to be educated <laughs> Yeah, she raises the, them themselves. She scrapes up the grubs out of the wood, and all of a sudden the baby's scraping the grubs out of the wood, getting In over fact, there. If you go near a baby bear, that mama bear's coming for you, but fast. 
That's right. And we need a lot of more mama bears and daddy bears to, to, to stand up and say enough's enough. You're not going to violate my child, whether it's with a needle or with poor, uh, poor educational choices. Poor, that are, poor education. Yeah, you poor know, when, when COVID hit uh, a couple weeks in, I wrote a piece that said there's a virus in our schools and it's not COVID. And that virus is socialism because socialism teaches the child that the child has no value mm-hmm. except the value that the system assigns to the child. Yeah. Because the individual is gone under socialism. And yet we have a, an entire community now that's embracing socialism. You know, I had, I was, I heard that like they were playing CNN every morning at schools across oh, yeah. America. And then um, I started asking my kids, you know, my, my oldest at the time, I think they were like 16. I was like, I asked him and his buddies, I take them all to the beach and do stuff. And I was like, you guys, do they play like CNN on TV and stuff? He's like, yeah, they do it in the mornings, but nobody pays attention to it. But it's playing in the background. It's, yeah. it's subliminal. You know, it's going. It's just the indoctrination is so blatant today yes. that, um, you know, so anyway. So anyway, we've got tip number one. Don't try to replicate the school way of schooling because it's not really that good. Number two, teach them what they like and let them explore. I think that's fantastic. I really believe in that. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you go to my website, um, I've got tons there. So samstorbo.com. The the let's see. The last thing I want to I want to bring up is this idea that um, parenting is hard, homeschooling is not. There's a difference. Yeah. And I, and I discovered that a lot of the people, a lot of the parents who had their kids come home and they were accidental homeschoolers through COVID. Mm-hmm. They were discovering that it was parenting that was hard, and the reason that parenting was hard for them is because this, the children were indoctrinated away from them. So yeah. all of a sudden they're in charge again. And, th- and now they're the substitute teacher, right? Cause they're not, they're not the real teacher. My teachers are at school. What are you trying to do? Why are you trying to teach me this? Okay. And then, you know, we could talk about common core, this idea that common core changed the, the, the standard algorithm for math. There was no need to change the standard algorithm. It worked. But instead, Common Core came in and said, no, we're going to teach you the lattice method for multiplication, which is absurd. It's the worst thing. I, I, I'm not going to go on about it. It's in my book. It's all in here. I, I even go through like what the algorithm is um, uh, for the math problems. But then the child comes home with math in the fourth grade, says, Daddy, I need help with that. And Daddy looks at it and goes, I've never seen that before. I can't help you with that. And the kid goes, my dad is so stupid. He can't do fourth grade math. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Um, so you've got some other stuff coming up too before we wrap up here. So um, not only do you have this, uh, so for those of you, everybody listening, um, this is a super important episode to share with your family and your friends and get out there because, you know, the way I looked at it is like my buddy Rob and myself, we went outside of school to find the education that's, that's actually supplying us an income right now with our families. And we're actually getting to do what we love. I, I can't even believe um, um, that I, 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 I make an income doing what I need to do because, you know, when I was a financial advisor on the side, I was doing this for free and for fun just because I couldn't stop talking about health. And, you know, cause I had all these health issues and I healed myself and healed my gut. And, and now it's like, I get to make money helping other people solve the same problem that I had. Right. And I see well, that. I I'd known you back when I was having my issues, because you could have helped me, but that's where we connected, Tim. We're really on the same page with gut health. And so if you guys out there are having some health issues, talk to this guy because he knows what he's talking about. 
Yeah. And I've been able to maintain it for 10 years. But my point being is that I have somebody that, right, I'm talking to you right now. That's you, Sam, that everybody can plug into at least as a, as a, as a, a starting point, you know, a, a launching pad to how do I homeschool? You've already been through it. You're so passionate about it. You wrote a freaking book about it, right? So it's obviously something that's just, it's oozing out of your pores and you're very passionate about it. And you're very passionate about, you know, it's not just good schooling, but it's, 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 it's so much deeper than that. It's about having a good relationship with your child. And how many of you out there listening today are struggling with or your relationship with your child? And a lot of it's what you said. It's like we've, we've given our, the authority and the power over the school systems, and we have become subservient as mm-hmm. parents to the child. And that's why we get a lot of crap from them. Now, I've seen parents that have raised their children. Like I got this one gal. She raised her kid. The kids never had cooked food. Never had processed food, never any processed sugars, any of that stuff. He's the health, he's the raw baby. He's the healthiest kid you've ever seen. The doctor, he goes, in 20 years of practice, I've never seen a kid this healthy. Like recipe for success. And guess what? She homeschools as well. And the kid's smart. He's bright. He's in, he, he gets along with everybody. And he goes out and has his play dates and he gets to interact with the other cubs and do that kind of stuff. But Mama Bear has been training him how to eat, how to do this kind of stuff and how to relate. And she has a great relationship with her son, great relationship. And it's so important. So when you have a great relationship with yourself, then you can have a great relationship with your children and then your husband or your, or your, or your wife. And then now you've got a strong family, which breeds strong communities, strong nations and a strong world. And that's where, so it all comes down to the micro level back to you. And if, if you don't think you can do this, you can, you know, and it's, it's almost like we need you to step up and do this because we need you. We need you to really take take back charge of um, of your family and, and your health and, and, and all the stuff that's out there so that you don't have to experience all this stress that families are experiencing right now. So I, I, I petition everybody to um, go to Sam's website. Just go to Sam Sorbo, that's S-O-R-B-O.com. And, um, and at least pick up a copy of her book and follow her. She's got a whole bunch of uh, videos that are all about homeschooling. And there you go. She's got a lot of free information out there and you can plug into that and you can start learning and, and you can have a support system of somebody's already been there, done that. And she can help you along the way, guys, gals with kids, you know, here, here's Sam. She's right here right now to help you share this video and that kind of stuff. By the way, uh, they can also go, uh, I I have a channel on YouTube also, so that's another place they can find me and they can subscribe. And I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm going to launch a speaking tour uh, pretty soon. As soon as, as soon as COVID, you know, calms down enough, which will probably be right after the election. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's already calmed down, but. but did did we mention Leaders for Life the movie? No, that there? was the last thing. So okay. I got. I know you got like we've got eight minutes left before you got to balance. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm trying to keep it short. So, and the last thing is, this is a time sensitive material. What I'm probably going to do because of this is I'm going to. Usually, people are scheduled out four, five, six weeks from the time we release these. So we're going to release this sooner if that's okay with you. Because Sam has um, and her husband Kevin Sorbo has put together a film called Leaders for Life. So why don't you tell us about that and how people can get their hands on it? So we've decided to release this film for free. Uh, Kevin and I are in it, and I've been sort of helping out behind the scenes because this is a passion project for me. Um, The only way that we can save this nation is by saving the tenets that this nation was created under. One of those is the preservation of life. And so I created, or I didn't create this film, I helped with the production of this Mm -hmm. film 
that it's a documentary and it just makes that case. Uh, so for people who think that um, that uh, voting in politicians who don't value life is a good way to go, um, I have a very strong arguments against that. And the great news is we've decided that we're releasing it for free just uh, until uh, just after the election. Um, so you can go to leadersforlifefilm.com and watch it for free. We're asking people to pay it forward. So share it with other, with friends. Mm -hmm. And that happened actually. And I just got an email from somebody. I mean, I'm getting great emails about people love the movie, but I just got an email that can, that the movie convinced somebody not to vote for the presidential candidate that she thought she wanted to vote for and to change her vote. And so, and that's really why I got involved in this film. We have to, we have to start valuing life if we value this country, because once, once we are done with life and, you know, we have a short window, I think. And once, once we've really shown a disdain for life, then, then what is there left? Liberty and the pursuit of happiness are nothing if you don't have life. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Sam, for coming on. There's so, this is like, I think one of the most impactful episodes out there because relationships and, and relationships with your children and that 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 sacred um, uh, container that we're supposed to hold for our children is it's been breached because we've been it, we've been giving our power over to the state and and now is a good time to take it back and to and to feel inspired and motivated and in charge for your own life that you you can homeschool your kids and this doesn't have to be stressful. Sam's going to make it easy for you. She's got the book. They're oh, your yeah. kids. It's all in her book. She's even got like, look at all the notes. It looks like you've been in that book a lot using it. Well, yeah, because I, because, it, you know, people, I interview and stuff. So I like, <laughs> That's awesome. I like a quote from the book. That's really cool. So yeah, so check her out. And again, thanks so much for everybody that's tuning in, our, our worldwide audience and, and sharing these videos. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you for our listeners in Australia and New Zealand and the UK and all over Europe, um, Saudi Arabia. We've I got... Uh, Canada, Mexico, Peru, uh, Brazil. I mean, I just, if I didn't mention your country, it's because I'm running out of time, but we really appreciate you. We love you. And we thank you so much again for, for tuning in. And um, again, please subscribe to our channel, like it and share this channel with your friends, especially this episode, um, not for me, but more for um, just morality and, and, and doing some good in the world. If you can, you know, maybe you're in a wheelchair and you can't do much, but if you can share this with five or 10 people, you literally could save a life. And, um, wow, that's, that's a, that's a ripple effect that you definitely want to be a part of. So until next time, change yourself, change your world. And Sam, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Really appreciate you. All right. Bye guys. Thanks for listening again to the health hero show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. 